0: Welcome, my friends. Here we are in the middle of the week. I think today we should just begin with a thought, a short passage from this book on prayer by E.M. Bounds. I don't know how your week is going. I will say my week is phenomenal. God has been blessing, but I know for a fact that not everyone has the same immediate thought about how their week is going. And so if this could be a little bit of an encouragement to you could spur you, convict you about your prayer life, then good, I hope it will. Let me read this for you. Chapter three of the book on prayer by E.M. Bowen says, more praying and better praying is the key to the whole matter. The more time we spend in prayer and the more preparations we make to meet God, the more we will commune with God through Christ. But our manner of praying And the things about which we pray are not always entirely pleasing to God. Baptist philosopher John Foster has said, More and better praying will bring the surest and readiest triumph to God's cause. But feeble, formal, listless praying brings decay and death. What then are we to do? We must prepare ourselves to pray, to be like Christ, and to pray like Christ. We must meet the conditions of prayer. We can begin to examine the conditions of prayer by reading these verses from Isaiah 45, 11, and 12. Thus saith The Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their host have I commanded. can sum up this, this entire passage with this. Ask of me. Let me ask your friends, when was the last time you asked of God? When was the last time, the last few moments that you spent consulting God in prayer, in effectual, in fervent prayer? I hope it was recent. If not, the best thing that you can do upon the conclusion of this radio program would be to talk to God in prayer. I'm so glad that the Lord led me to spend these beginnings of our studies together, of our programs, talking about prayer. Because I highly doubt that anything I'm going to say for the remainder of our program will do more for the long-term kingdom of Christ than our discussions on prayer. Because if one of you, just one listener under the sound of my voice, develops an affinity and a intent, an intention for a powerful prayer, then who knows what God could do through that. I'm excited to share this broadcast with you today. We are talking about salvation. We are still in discipleship study number one. You can order it yourself on our website. Go to our website from our ministry, BibleTracksInc.org, and just contact us if you'd like to get a hold of me personally. You can do that, 309-316-7240, 309-316-7240. 40. Today, we're talking about this word, grace. We're under the heading of salvation. There are so many words, so many concepts that could be expounded upon. And today we talk about grace. One way to use this word as an acronym is to think of it this way, God's riches at Christ's expense. You see, grace is unearned favor. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let's talk about another concept under the heading of salvation, faith. Now, you know that word. We use it all the time. But this word faith, biblically speaking, what does it mean? Well, one way to think about it is to trust God's promises enough to claim them and put them to the test. Again, in the Bible, Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, get this, if you would encapsulate this in your mind, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, in just a moment, we are going to talk about the three component parts, the three base elements of faith. Before we do that, and before we continue on in our study, of course, we've talked about the word salvation. We've talked about conviction, talked about repentance. And now, as we talk about grace and now faith, I'd like to pause for just a moment. And I'd like to bring to light somebody that had enough faith in God that they were, how do I put it, ready to die. That's the title of the track that I have in my hand right now. I have with me a longer one of our tracks. It's a little bit more detailed. The reason is is that it conveys, it contains a story of a young man named James Dunkley. First, he was a Marine Sergeant, served with the United States Marine Corps, and later was in the Army, enlisted there. A patriot, a military man, loving husband, devoted father, a counselor, and a confidant. He was a meddled black belt in karate, a martial arts, and self-defense teacher. But more important than any of those things was the fact that death held no fear for James. His motto was this, ready to die. Why was James seemingly so brash about this concept of death? For so many of my listeners right now, the idea of death is not a fond one. It's not something that you look forward to. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not anticipating or really hoping for the day of my death by any stretch of the imaginations. But for James Dunkley, he was ready to die. And this tract that I have in my hand right now will tell you why it was that way. I'd love to give it to you for free. That's what our ministry, Bible Tracks Inc., Dot .org is our website but Bible Tracks Inc what we do is our heartbeat our commitment is to enable christian workers to do the work of christ by giving you the tools that you need for free now we do offer and i would love for you to take advantage of this we do offer custom in printing that has a very small fee if you need any of our tracks customized for your church or your ministry or even for you personally we'd love to do that But if you'd like to order this tract right now called Ready to Die, go to our website, BibleTractsInc.org. You see, James Dunkley had some pretty impressive faith, and I'd love for you to read all about it in this tract called Ready to Die. I'd like to do one last thing before we turn our attention back to our discipleship study on salvation. I got a note not long ago from a lady named Dorothy. She says this, I have an inmate friend in our local prison, but together, even though we are separated by the bars, of the prison together, we are sharing your gospel tracts. The inmates are eagerly receiving them and look forward to receiving new ones. We are so grateful for this ministry of Bible Tracks, Inc. Absolutely amazing. And Dorothy actually got in touch with us, asking us to send some of our discipleship studies so that those prisoners, those inmates, would be able to partake of that. To date, year to date, we are at over 60 different prisoners that have contacted us and have begun our discipleship studies. We are so excited about what God is doing on that front. Now let's turn our attention back to this concept of faith, this idea. There are three base elements to faith. Number one is knowledge. You see, 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Faith starts with knowledge, but then also we have belief. We must believe what the Bible says about salvation. The action part, the last part, is this, trust. So it's knowledge, belief, and trust. I've read it before on the broadcast, but Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Those are the three parts of faith, knowledge, belief, and trust. And understand, please, I am just skimming very quickly through this discipleship study. I would like to, if possible, to get to the second study by tomorrow or even Friday, Lord willing. But there are two beliefs. Let's get to this quickly. There are two beliefs in the world about salvations. There's only two. People talk about there being many different paths to heaven and all that. Understand there's only two perceived paths. There's only one true path, but two perceived paths. Number one is works. The other is Christ. Can I tell you, friend? Works will never get you to Jesus Christ. John 19.30, Jesus said this. It is finished. Meaning... All of the works, all of the attempts, all of the inward power that we try to bring to bear to gain our own salvation was settled on a cross by Jesus Christ some 2,000 years ago when Jesus said, it is finished. Understand this, Jesus alone saves. It is not Jesus plus baptism, Jesus plus church, Jesus plus good works, or Jesus plus anything else. It is Jesus alone. As I said, there are two perceived paths, works or Jesus Christ. Can I tell you the path that proclaims to be the path of works? It may look appealing, but can I tell you the road is out? The bridge is out. It's under construction, never to be completed. People will work as hard as they want and can to get to heaven on their own, and they will never succeed Because Jesus Christ paid the penalty and made the way for you and for me. May I ask you, friend, have you accepted Jesus Christ? Would you like more information about this subject? Maybe you are not a verbal learner. Maybe you'd like to see it for yourself. Maybe you'd like the worksheet that I'm holding in my hand right now. It has a place for notes, it has a review section, has all of these words and concepts and even more detailed. And on the back it has a worksheet where you can fill in the blank some different places where it asks you questions to see what your comprehension of the subject was, we would absolutely love to send this to you completely free of charge. We're not going to charge you for shipping. We want to equip you and help you. Our goal is to be a training ground and just be a training aid as you do your utmost to be closer to Christ. Let me tell you how you can get in contact with us. First of all, a good way would be to visit our website, Inc. Dot .org you can text me directly 309-316-7240 one more time three zero nine three one six. 7240. I would love to hear from you. Of course, you can DM us, direct message us on Facebook or Twitter or on Instagram. We would absolutely love for you to contact us. In just a moment, the announcer will be on to tell you all about how you can get our physical address and all of our contact info. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.